Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 15th of May 2022. It's getting nearer. It's gliding along. Doctor, it couldn't be a dog. Get ready to run. Run! Ah, um, uh, I, uh... I'm in a wheelchair. I'm not Vlad the Impaler. No, of course not. You're much, um... If you say prettier, I'll kneecap you with my footrest. I was going to say much more agreeable. Now I'm not so sure. <laughs> I, I don't think we need to compare anyone to any historical villains right now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melanie Mel, and this is the Doctor. I'm sorry... We thought you were something else. Something else. I'm a thing, am I, Melanie Mel? I'm sorry, I didn't mean... Nah, I know you didn't. Don't mind me. Hebe Harrison, also Doctor. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs. Welcome to you all. Big finish for the love of stories. Welcome, audio welcome. drama, audiobooks, podcasts. <laughs> Benji and I will be chatting about nothing in particular in just a few moments' time. Following that, the good review guide this week, we're talking about the Night Doctor. Respond to all calls. I thought I'd try the front door for once. Then we're off behind the scenes with the sixth the Doctor, if I could say it. Water Worlds. Water World. And a story entitled The Rotting Deep by Jack Rayner about smelly old bins. No, not really. I'm Ruth Madeley and I play Hebe Harrison. <laughs> Following that is once again time to open your ear inbox with listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and that will be packed with email goodness. Oh, good. Mm. In our also available segment, we're investigating Torchwood, the war chest. Hi, my name is Naoko Mori and I am playing Toshiko Sato. Then the Randomoid Selectatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. There's no way of us knowing what it is, but here's a hint that Nick's edited in later. Strangers, sir. Strangers? They appeared in the club. Ha <laughs> ha you see. And then it'll be time to give you a free 15-minute drama tease of the sixth Doctor Waterworld's The Rotting Bin Deep by Jack Rayner. Unfortunately, the mysterious disappearance of four divers has put a spanner in the works. Thoughtless of them. Yeah, positively disrespectful. Yeah. I wasn't sending it up. It's an absolutely fantastic box set. It's brilliant. Have a, have a listen. Um, uh, so let's talk about the weather, just to be confusing, because we're recording this two weeks in advance. So whatever we say about the weather in the UK now will not be applying. Or we can we can see whether it did. It's sunny today. It's beautifully sunny yeah. here. Absolutely glorious. I'm just... What's the temperature where you are? Good question. Let's find out. Yeah. Oh, my phone's off. <laughs> I will use Can't my... tell anything. Um, for some reason, it's hold on. It's saying London. For those in London, it's twenty-one degrees centigrade. Oh, um, in Eastbourne, enough. which is where I am at the moment, it's going to be the, cooler. The Sunshine Coast, it's eighteen degrees centigrade. It's always warmer in London. Microclimate, see. Yeah. The heat coming off all the buildings. And in Bridport, old Bridders, it's sixteen. Yeah. I'm just going to check that, just to verify. I know it's got low battery. Stop it. It's currently uh, cloudy where you are. Sunshine and clouds, apparently. 
At the moment, it's showing up a weather forecast for Trowbridge or Trowbridge. I don't know which I came through on a train the other yesterday. Sixteen degrees, yeah, yeah. So seventeen for me in Trowbridge or Trowbridge. Yeah. Wind of fourteen miles per hour. Humidity of sixty-nine percent. Perception precipitation. Uh, precipitation, precipitation of fifty percent. Do you know that ping? That it's just just to name drop and and pretend that I'm important. That was a text from Louise Jameson. Was it really? Mm. It said, "Stop bothering me. <laughs> I'm Louise <laughs> <Go> Jameson. <away. laughs> I've got better things to do." Oh dear. Right. Well, that was the weather, and now. Uh, hold on a minute. Is, um, I've just got it written here. Um, somebody wrote in to say a hurricane was coming, but uh, I, I can't no! see that happening. Um, dear, oh dear. Uh, time now for the Good Review Guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you, 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 you. As promised this week, we're looking at the Ninth Doctor. Respond to all calls from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Ninth Doctor Adventures, Volume 2. Excuse me. Hello. We do have a tradesman's entrance. I thought I'd try the front door for once. It's echoing. It's echoing. Not quite. It's drawn to sound then pulls it along in its wake. Stay absolutely still. And that's our cue. Run! Can I see your identification? Absolutely. There you go. Who am I? Detective Superintendent John Smith. Yes, I am. Hello, hello, hello. What's all this then? You're a hotel inspector, but I thought... Can't argue with the paperwork. Every town has a house like this. A house that children whisper about around campfires. A house that people hurry past. A haunted house. I don't know who that am. I don't You worried whatever happened to the Andersons is going to happen to you? Who are the Andersons? I don't... I don't know what happened to them. These are the minutes of the dead. I feel... What do you feel? Scared. In a way I haven't felt since... since a very long time. It arrives. As forecast, the resurgence. It arrives. Has the incursant named itself? The Doctor. Repeat that immediately. The Doctor. Something's coming. Something terrifying. Something terrifying. Big Finish. We love stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type RESPOND into the <laughs> search pane to enjoy this beautiful slice of Ninth Doctor action. RESPOND! RESPOND! My neighbours must think I'm insane. Um, first up, we made this network.com. Latchlan Haycock says, Respond to all calls is Doctor Who at its most powerful and personal. There's something here for everyone. Heart and humanity, sadness and joy, all the bits that make up essential Doctor Who. After 16 years away, you couldn't say that Eccleston has lost it. He's having fun and it shows. Miraculously, it's a week later and I'm still eating lunch. <laughs> this is the longest lunch ever. It's a big sandwich. It's huge. It's Submarine a, sandwich. It's the size of a borough council district. <laughs> You've um, heard of Subway's foot long. Well, this is a week long. <laughs> TARDIS.net.online will 
Oh, I've got my cursor in the way. Sanger says, overall, hello, overall alert. I think this is a fantastic, fantastic box set. Christopher Eccleston once again shines in the role with great standalone plots and a great cast of characters in each and every one of the stories. I give that five out of five. Uh, the previous one too. Yeah, I'm getting a bit, I'm getting bored of giving marks now. Yeah, maybe sack it off. Maybe it's a thing of the past. It's, move yeah. on. We're over yeah. it. We're over it now. We're over that now. Yeah. Um, instead, we'll just give people letters in the post. No, potatoes. Anyway. Potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Have a bag. Uh, cultbox.co.uk Ian McArdle says in the lead role Christopher Eccleston sounds like he is having a ball his doctor is full of vigour and easy to listen to director Helen Goldwyn keeps all three stories flowing with the easy pace of those 2005 adventures as with the previous set composer Howard Carter provides an imaginative score for each location and sound designer Ian Meadows roots each story firmly in their different worlds both of which which were at Big Finish Day actually mm. uh, the, well the those different team. worlds yeah, yeah. All, the, yeah, all the worlds you name them they're there uh, far from a difficult second album Respond to All Calls is another highly enjoyable outing for the Ninth Doctor which we will happily recommend and that's four stars there we are. could be a swear word you could never be. know yeah ow um, I'd just like to pay tribute to uh, Matt Fitton and, and David Richardson who are, although of course I read all the storylines and make decisions about all that kind of stuff, but they are the people who are getting the writers together and getting together some really interesting pitches. And uh, yeah, it, the, the series really shines. Uh, News.doctorwho-online.uk code around the wrong way. Sorry, can't read. Uh, Robert Emlyn Slater says... Uh, the standout performance of this box set is obviously Christopher Eccleston. I was worried he wouldn't sound as invested or as into it as he did in the first box set. No idea why. Uh, but I was thankfully proven wrong. Yet again, he's amazing. This is three more strong stories for The Ninth Doctor, written by three excellent writers who have nailed Eccleston's Time Lord perfectly. Fantastic stuff. Eight out of ten. I, I'm sorry, that is a ten out of ten review. What's eight out of ten doing there? Put it in the bin. It's old bin. <laughs> Setthetape.com, Lee Thacker. I used to have a teacher called Mr Thacker. Is it you? Who knows? Respond to All Calls is another winner from Big Finish. We can only hope that it continues for the remainder of Eccleston's current run. Yes, he's out running at the moment. Uh, and we get many more audio adventures to come. Much like the Ninth Doctor, we are all ears. Four stars, another, another toe stubber there. <laughs> A toe-stubbing <laughs> review there. We are all is much like the Ninth Doctor, but a bit of a cheap joke, that. Yeah. Anyway, on, on Twitter, Copia, at uh, Frosty Who says, finally listening to the Ninth Doctor adventures, respond to all calls. I can just imagine that Series 1 star aesthetics and camera work in my head. That's the best place to imagine things, I think you'll find. Yeah, I keep we'll... imagining things in my toes. It's weird. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do that, especially when you put on shoes, because it oh. makes it harder to imagine. Um, <laughs> Telos 32, there's 32 Telos's out there. Um, three more fantastic, sorry, not sorry, adventures for the Ninth Doctor. It's 2005 all over again, but better. Don't at me. Uh, everything's better on audio. We won't at you. At Fahuvian. Fahuvian. Uh, five stars. No, I can't even decide which story was my favourite beast because I loved them all. What does SM stand for? So much. So uh, much. 
It was beautiful. It's a me learning how young people speak. The whole set was just so good. So, 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 so good. I'm in love. Uh, also, the doctor loves calling everyone Fred, don't they? Oh, interesting. Uh, Doctor 909, uh, fantastic set from the Night Doctor. Girl Deconstructed was a standout, an instant classic for Nine. Eccleston is simply a delight, and you can really feel him put in his all. Eight out of ten. Well, it's a pity you didn't put your all in and give us ten out of ten. Too right. Just like really miserable responses to reviews, people being really nice. I'm going, well, I'm eating a sandwich and I don't like that mark. <laughs> throwing bits of lettuce at them. <laughs> totally unreasonable. Thank you so much for a lovely review. <laughs> Tom Halson, 1218. The Ninth Doctor's second at Big Finish outing respond to all causes. Terrific set of adventures which could easily have fit in 2005 Series 1. Pack full of fun and amazing characters. Three marvellous scripts which Helen Goldwyn's uh, direction brings beautifully together. Justin B. Quinnick says the Ninth Doctor Adventures respond to all calls at Big Finish is pure feel-good who, at its finest, simultaneously delivering the splendour of having the Ninth Doctor back in our lives. Yeah. Uh, it's a treasure trove of stories Eccleston always deserved, brought impeccably to life. Glorious, 10 out of 10. Justin, we love you. At Andrew on Sea Air says, honestly, couldn't be more impressed with Respond to All Calls. Four out of ten. No, joking. Uh, a fantastic box set of three standalone Ninth Doctor adventures. Such imaginative storytelling and acting. Two out of ten. No, sorry. Uh, this is by far my favourite volume in the range. Worth the listen. Hashtag Doctor Who. Thank you very much, Andrew on CR. Well, that's all the reviews we've got this week. Next time we'll be talking about The War Master <gasps> Killing Time. Great stuff. <laughs> Still to come on the podcast, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and we'll be investigating Torchwood War Chest. Oh, it's a good one. But first, let us delve behind the scenes with The Sixth Doctor, Waterworlds, The Rotting Deep by Jack Rayner. Quite alright. <laughs> I'm Jack Rayner and I was the producer of the Sixth Doctor Adventures, and I am the writer of The Rotting Deep. What wonderful silence! Uh, no time to enjoy it. We need to find out who sent the SOS, and perhaps, more importantly, who hacked into the TARDIS systems to activate it in the first place. I've uh, written a fair few Doctor Who things over the years, uh, a number of them for Big Finish, and... I tended to write a lot of Sixth Doctor material because I just really love him. I just absolutely do. And um, I had a message from David Richardson because I had sort of vaguely talked about maybe doing something behind the scenes. And he said, are you interested perhaps in doing something? And I was thinking, no, oh gosh, no, I don't think I can do anything. It's just... Um, it's so far out of my comfort zone. And then he said, we wondered if you'd like to produce the Sixth Doctor Adventures. And it was, oh my goodness, anything, really, virtually anything else that you might have said, I'd have said no. And this, oh, I couldn't, I just couldn't. It was just such a brilliant opportunity to take the Doctor, 
who I love and shape his future, to work with Colin, who I love, to work with some of his brilliant companions, who you're probably getting a theme here, but who I love. And my mind just started going, oh, I could do this or this or this. And I couldn't say no, I just couldn't. I'm Ruth Maidley and I play Hebe Harrison. I'm sorry, we thought you were something else. Something else. I'm a thing, am I, Melanie Mel? I'm sorry, I didn't mean... Nah, I know you didn't. Don't mind me. Hebe Harrison, also Doctor. Don't use it though, because who does that? Well, actually... um... It's nice to meet you. I loved my first trip in the TARDIS. (laughs) It's been a dream of mine, so it's one that's finally realised. So I'm very excited about it. So The Rotting Deep is Hebe's introduction story and I'd formed her character. Most of it just all came in one go and then it was, you know, developing little bits here and there. But I decided that she'd be a marine biologist quite early on. But how to introduce her? I came up with all sorts of things. It started off with mermaids in the Great Barrier Reef and... I was just coming up with all sorts of huge stories and none of it felt quite right. And then with with time ticking away, sat down and talked it through, mainly with my husband, who is he's used to me throwing all these questions at him. Um, and I was so lucky that I also had Rob Valentine on hand as script editor. And it was no, no, I'm trying to make a huge busy story when what we need to be focusing on is Hebe. So the obvious thing, or what became obvious, was to put her in some straightforward, classic Doctor Who stories. And, you know, a base under siege is just, you know, the epitome of that classic Doctor Who story. You know, we do base under siege, we do first step on an alien planet, we do, you know, colonies in space and so forth. And then it will be Hebe and her relationship with the Doctor Amel, of course, as well, that would shine. She wouldn't be competing with her background. Hello, I'm Bonnie Langford. I play Melanie Bush. It's great to have somebody else as part of the team. You know, Mel likes to take people under her wing a little bit. And so, some, but sometimes she can be a bit overpowering with all that. So it's quite nice to have that sort of dynamic where she's also saying to other people, don't worry about the doctor. He can be a bit patronizing. And then she gets a little bit too kind of friendly. And just to have that extra dynamic where they choose to check each other as well. They realize that this doesn't become some kind of weird sort of uh, combination. There's someone else in there to, um, to liven it up a bit. I think it's great. I think they make a brilliant team. I think they really bounce off each other. They learn from each other. And I think it's something really different. I love it. I am Colin Baker and I play the Sixth Doctor. I think you fought very hard to be angry because angry is better than scared or patronised or infantilised. And I like anger. Anger can change the world. But would you allow me and Mel too to take that burden from you just for a moment? The, the character of my doctor 
um, even though it has mellowed somewhat since the on-screen days, <clears throat> is one who always needs to be reminded that he, he can be sometimes a little overbearing. And I now have two perfect companions to do that for me, because Mel's always done it, and Mel's always <laughs> kind of um, taken the ground from under my feet, even <laughs> to the extent of making me lose weight and exercise. And now I've got Hebe, who is teaching me any number of things already. Well, we're learning together, actually, because by being intergalactic and universal, we're both used in our different ways to encountering the different, but not in terms of being together. And I think that's very good for old Sixty. And I think there's already a, quite a strong affection, um, which he already has for, for uh, Mel. Uh, growing and I look forward to many journeys when the two of them can go and get lost and in danger and I have to rescue them. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen. What if we have to rescue you? That might indeed happen. <laughs> I promise I will rescue you. Thank you. You're very welcome. And we'll go to the last drop together. <laughs> Definitely. We're, we're both northerners. I'm from Rochdale, she's from Bolton. So we're all right. We're practically family. <laughs> Just go to bigfinish.com and type Waterworlds into the search pane to get a free ticket to go on holiday to a water world. No. <laughs> um, just uh, type it into the search pane to find this great Sixth Doctor adventure. Oh. Sixth Doctor. You may not be able to say it, but you'll be able to listen to it. Uh, time now for listeners' emails. Well, you don't have to say Sixth Doctor like that in order to send an email, but it does help. If you want to send it in, just send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. Good idea. First up, Joshua Duffy, uh, subject the 13th Doctor and Unbound. Hi, Nick and Benji. Hi there. Hi there. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, wow, April's been a big month for you all with the return of the Unbound range and the huge announcement that the Fugitive Doctor and Sasha Dewan's Master are joining Big Finish being the biggest highlights of the month. I'm so excited for the Fugitive Doctor and Call Me Master sets as those two characters have been the biggest highlights of the 13th Doctor's era and I'm excited to see what new adventures they'll get into. Mm -hmm. It would be great to hear the Fugitive Doctor travelling with Carvanista uh, on missions for the Division and what Sasha's master was up to when he was stranded on Earth for 77 years. I'm wondering when did Big Finish get the rights to the 13th Doctor and will we see more characters from her era appear in the future? Nick? Well, I don't think I'm going to answer that question. <laughs> That's all you have to hear. Uh, I'm also uh, really. I've also really enjoyed this month's Unbound set. Uh, it was great hearing Colin and Nicola play different versions of their characters, as I really enjoy multiverse stories. And I'm excited for the next set in September. Oh yeah. I know Unbound's only back for two sets this year, but would you ever consider doing more Unbound sets? As Doctor Who has great potential for more what-if stories. It'll be great to hear more. 
Sincerely, Joshua Duffy. Uh, P.S. I couldn't find out how much parking fines are in the MCU, Benji. I think they're over $100. And if you ever need Pierce Brosnan hitting noises, I'll happily do them for free. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, No plans for any more uh, different Unbounds at the moment. I I think, um, you know, with a new era of Doctor Who approaching... I don't think it's an, a good idea to keep sort of uh, putting out new doctors. It's a bit distracting, you know, and some uh, someone who's not concentrating in a tabloid newspaper might sort of go, oh, that's the new Doctor Who on telly. So it's all, you know, be- best for us just to, uh, it's good to have Colin do an Unbound. But yeah, we're not looking to do another series with loads of different unexpected doctors. You know, maybe in the extreme future, who knows, But but certainly nothing for the foreseeable future is my very grown-up answer to that next up from jack snelling hi there Uh, he says big finish day is the the subject line which we know what this is going to be about then potatoes i hope you're both doing well and have been having a good time since the last big finish day Uh, it's been busy been busy jack i'll say that Uh, i would just like to convey my thanks and appreciation for the last big finish day which at which i had a fantastic time after so long It was absolutely lovely to actually get there and see everyone. I had great chats with everyone. Particular highlights include Jason, Stephen, and you two, though. Oh. Such amazing people you all are. Well, I think everyone's amazing. Uh, We just got to shout about it a bit more on stage. Uh, Got to have a nice chat with Benji about the podcast as well, uh, which I found most interesting. Uh, uh, Really, what did you... uh talk about do you know well the podcast i can't divulge podcast top secret information (laughs) with the likes of you nicholas no fair point as well as little teases uh, from everyone uh for what the future holds can't wait for the next event if there is one there will be one at some point Uh, took along some posters which i'm planning to get filled at every event until i can fit no more on them please see attached if you're interested hope you had as much fun as the fans did thanks jack i think we did actually in it there's i managed to put one of those pictures there for you benji for you to have a look at yes i can see it's one with the top the worlds of doctor who it's i remember yeah. yes yeah yeah there was another Audio one but I, from bigfinish.com there you go nice isn't it nice nice poster did we that was one of ours was it okay <laughs> <laughs> well finally we got one here from adam graham uh, subject unit countermeasures and the Ravencliff witch. Okay, it's a biggie. So sit down, buckle up, and prepare. Okay, dear Nick and Benji, I was a loyal listener uh, to the original unit box sets and was disappointed when the original run ended up after eight box sets and had two desolate autumns with no new unit. I'm so happy that Unit is back, and with the first box set released in November, and is better than ever. I like the introduction of new characters in addition to the old favourites. Nice. It makes the unit world seem more realistic and lived in, rather than all adventures featuring the same three or four people having to stop an alien threat. <laughs> I don't think he's quite written it like that. <laughs> the same three or four. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I particularly enjoyed Harry Sullivan uh, in the last box set. Um, I laughed out loud when he apologised for a mild burst uh, because his dander was up. It's very Harry, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Because of uh, uncovering a genocidal plan to wipe out the human race. That's Harry Sullivan. May he never change. We love him. Christopher Uh, Naylor does him brilliantly as well. 
legendary chap as well. Um, whilst I was not sure how I'd feel about the 11 uh, as the ongoing villain, I think these last two sets may have been the best use of the character. Nice. Uh, I also uh, enjoyed the blast from the past with Brigadier Bambera appearing in the recent box set. She was one of those characters that never really got developed on television, and I like the direction you seem to be going with her in the third story of the new box set, and this got me even more excited for her upcoming Brave New World series. I was saddened that one of the performers, uh, they didn't know what the person who played Bambera looked like. Um, I hope you're going to be able to get back into the studio soon so that the actors can enjoy meeting and seeing each other in person. Related to Unit, I was wondering if any thought had been given to bringing back the Countermeasures team, or a few of them, to appear in Unit. Are they arriving just now? I can hear <laughs> yes, them. Yes, the they are. That's, that's Chunky Gilmer there on his motorbike. <laughs> um, uh, it'd be great to bring these worlds together for either the Bambera or Modern Unit series. Nope, they're off again. <laughs> Goodbye! Uh, finally, I wanted to write to say that I originally enjoyed the fourth Doctor story, The Ravencliff Witch. Um, it's my early favourite Big Finish release of 2022 so far. It was a good plot, but I thought that the characterisation was wonderful, and the guest cast was superb and really brought out the richness of the script. My only problem was the costuming. <laughs> Mr Briggs's character was dressed in a multicoloured leisure suit with bell-bottom trousers <laughs> and four-inch platform <laughs> shoes. It sounds great! Um, this does not seem appropriate office wear for a director at a power plant in the 1970s or 80s. You know how dating in Doctor Who era works. Uh, however, as the costuming was in my own imagination... <laughs> I will have to direct my complaints <laughs> appropriately. I think you'd suit that look, Nick, you know? <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, thank you, Adam. That was. I did play a very small part in the Ravencliff Witch. Very small, colourless part, I would say. And so it's... Uh, I'm sorry if it did sound as though I was wearing that sort of thing. Uh, anyway, that's it for the emails this week. Moving briskly on from that. More next time. Sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. As always, the Randomoids Electron is ready itself in the background now, preparing to deliver a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What will it be? What will it be? What will it be? Who knows? Ooh, what will it be? Well, let's stop asking. Okay. Uh, but before that, it's time for Also Available and this week's other brilliant release, Torchwood War Chest. This is the Antebellum, and tonight you're going to find out what's inside. What's inside? My name is Bhavani Chef and I am playing Nisha Butti. Hi, my name is Naoko Mori and I am playing Toshiko Sato. I am Tom Butcher and I am playing Vernon Roden, who is one T short of a rat because it would be rodent. And I think that's why you gave him the name. Paramedic team, Toshiko Sato, Vernon Roden and Nisha Barton. Hi, guys. Lovely night for it. See, we are contractually authorised to access the antebellum periphery and provide emergency medical care. I am uh, Homer Toddywalla and I play the character of Ed Strong. <sighs> Has he burst into flames yet? <sighs> what? If I worked here, I'd know all about it. Toshiko over there? She's worked for this firm for a year, and she's never even tried to find out. She does have a very antagonistic relationship with Toshiko. Um, 
I think, I think there's definitely some jealousy uh, between uh, Nisha and Toshiko, and that's quite clear with the way Nisha interacts with Toshiko as well, and um, the kind of phrases that she uses towards Toshiko, sometimes trying to belittle Toshiko as well. Um, but but yeah, there's a moment within the piece where um, she she doesn't want it doesn't want it to go beyond um, beyond such such a circumstance as death for for example for Toshiko. But definitely there is antagonism between the two of them. The state of him, you're worse than her. Hey, I think there are elements of Nisha that are very unlikable. So I would probably say that I don't like her attitude a lot of the time, but part of me does also feel a bit sorry for her um, because of the way she is, is probably due to her past as well. But yeah, I think she's a little bit of a, of a nasty character um, with the way she treats other people, um, the way she speaks to other people, and her sense of sarcasm and irony as well. It's your birthday. You didn't know? Even I knew. Yeah, but I don't make a thing of it. You got her a card though, didn't you? Um, my worst birthday. Yeah, it was a very bad birthday for Nisha. Um, you know, I've been quite lucky. I've had I've had really nice birthdays. Oh, actually, there was one birthday where I was very poorly. Like I had a really bad flu, and it really it goes to that extent where I was just very unwell and I couldn't come out. I was too sick and in bed. Um. So yeah, I couldn't see my friends and my family and celebrate with them the way I wanted to, but um, yeah. I, I think I've had it easy in comparison to Nisha. I feel for Nisha. <laughs> She's Torchwood, huh? What's she going to do? I think that's what um, a lot of people think she is, you know, but I think she has a lot of inner strength and when she needs to, you know, she really does kind of step up to the mark. You know, she's obviously quite bright. Uh, but also resourceful and sort of that kind of thing. And, you know, for those of you who watch the TV series, hopefully, uh, you've seen her, uh, that aspect of her. So it's it's really fun to be able to do that again through Big Finish. I nearly joined Torchwood, you know. I was hacking the bank accounts of Russian billionaires. I got noticed by a cheesy guy in a big military coat. We talked. And? I said no. And I've regretted it ever since. It is brilliant. You know, I wonder if he chose you instead of me. I'm sure he didn't. I think it would have been interesting to see her in the other in the other space as well and to see how she interacts there. It's quite interesting to come across someone else. You know, to hear that is quite sort of shocking, really. Not shocking, but sort of a, a huge surprise, I think. Um, I think... Um, yeah, if you could see her expression, her expression would have said a million words when Tosh heard that Nisha might have, you know, maybe nearly, very nearly got Tosh's job. But who knows? Who knows? I thought, <laughs> I thought you were little, timid and meek. It's it's a weird one, this. An interesting um, one, this, because... She is kind of a bit Rambo here. Not Rambo in a violent way, but she is quite sort of, no, I'm going to leave you here. And, you know, you're a bad person, so I'm going to let you be exterminated, uh, which is an interesting aspect. But 
she will, I, I, I'd like to believe um, Tosh would only do that when absolutely necessary. And she doesn't feel great about sort of letting people perish, I don't think. He's very ambitious. Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And if you're in the antebellum with every piece of alien tech that's been collected over as much time as it has been collected, and it could be yours, uh, it would make you go a bit soft in the head, I imagine. And uh, he obviously doesn't have the strength of character to control that, um, and he's lost it, obviously, which is a bit sad for um, the world, but thankfully um, uh, Tosh manages to stop him. You played me turned Nisha against me and tricked me into a dead end. Uh, I really quite enjoyed uh, sharing Vernon's love of guns. Oh, look at this gun. Oh, and it's charged. Nice one! And his uh, thrill when he saw the armory. Um, I don't know, I felt like a dog with a stick, a special stick that it had found. And um, it just loved playing with it. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed his... Um, his excitement there. And I like the line, uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I've never said a line like that before, and uh, that was fun. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! Just go to bigfinish.com and type war chest in that voice into the search pane at the top to encounter yet another superb Torchwood release. Well, don't forget that it'll soon be time to tease you with the first 15 minutes of the sixth Doctor Waterworlds, The Rotting Deep by Jack Rayner, but first... It's the Randomoid Selectatron offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What have we got? Doctor Who, The Contingency Club. The Contingency Club. Is this Peter Davison? certainly is. How yeah, about that? I remembered that. Matthew there it is. Waterhouse, yeah. Sarah Sutton, Janet Fielding, The Contingency Club by Phil is that, Mulrine. Is that Lorelai King in the uh, picture? Certainly well, is. It is. One of the foremost audio performers and audiobook readers in this country. Brilliant. And she's American. Um, but I think she's lived here for years and years and years. I've worked with her. I've worked with her on The Prisoner. She's just phenomenal. Wow. And Clive Merrison. Oh, wow. Sherlock Holmes. He played for the BBC, didn't he? Certainly did, yes. Let's see the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. Hey up there! Magnificent, sir. The most splendid club building in all St. James's. The Contingency Club. Do forgive the intrusion, Mr. Peabody. What is it, Edward? Strangers, sir. Strangers? They appeared in the club. Edward! Yes, sir. Is there something you require? Holy moly! There are three of them! My father was one of the principal engineers. He has disappeared. He's vanished. And I believe it must be connected to the Contingency Club. Edward? Yes? Yes? You're all called Edward. Yes. Yes. Oh, my queen, an excellent move. Oh, do not grovel, Peabody. Any game is joyless unless played at full pelt between two earnest rivals. Of course, my queen. What is it? There's something here. Bubbling. Liquid of some kind. And do you smell something? You have attained full membership of London's premier gentleman society. You are most welcome, sir, to the Contingency Club. What do you intend to do? Our instructions are quite clear, sir. You must be ejected from the club. Ejected? 
You mean through the window? But we're three floors up. You'll kill us. We'll break our necks on the pavements of Pall Mall. Doctor, what's happening? We're falling. Falling? Is that possible? It should be. Nothing must interfere with the game, Peabody. Nothing. Big finish. We love stories. It's also by Phil Mulrine, and weren't we, um... Championing him last podcast, yeah, weren't we? we were. If yeah. I can speak. Championing. Champion. We were championing him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, I will email Jackie Emery at Big Finish uh, to make sure she knows which release to attach the offer to. Benji, I wonder whether... Um, in the style of a plasticine animated film, <laughs> would you explain how to get the 25% discount? I have no idea how I could even relay that. In, what do you mean? It's audio. not practical. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh. I wish I could. Hmm. Um, all you have to do, John, is go to um, bigfinish.com, head over to the podcast page on the menu. Um, once you're there, um, click read more. Under the picture of us, it will say, just click here and enter the code Buck Up. That's B-U-C-K, oh, yes, B-U-C-K-U-P. All capital letters. You click it there. You enter it there. Uh, you don't add any numbers, no spaces, no emojis. Uh, you'll get 25% off. It's that simple. Great way to save money, don't you think? Mm, nicely done. Nicely yeah, done. Thanks. And I could really imagine that as um, Wallace and Gromit. Uh <laughs> Uh, next week's podcast, uh, released on the 22nd of May. Can you believe it? May heading, rocketing towards the end of its time on this planet. Uh, it's called Sherlock Fiends and Robots. Uh, the good review guide will be the War Master Killing Time, as we mentioned earlier. And we, of course, will be going behind the scenes, Benji, on one of your favourite things you've done recently. Sherlock Holmes, The Fiends of New York City. Oh, oh yes. Uh, with Benji, you did the sound design, didn't you? And Certainly did. Lots of carts going... And lovely music from Jamie Robertson. And uh, also available will be Ro The Robots 5... Yeah, with Nicola Walker, brilliant as Livchenko, and all the intrigue and excitement going on there. Of course, there'll be a drama tease of Sherlock Holmes as well, just in case you haven't quite had enough of me. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. And uh, I suppose I should say it, shouldn't I? Well, bye for now. For the love of stories. Time and now. Time and now. Timer now. Nice bloke. Timer now. Great actor. Time now for the sixth Doctor Adventures Water Worlds The Rotting Deep by Jack Rayner. Where it's coming from, I will. Ah, ah, yeah. Oh, oh, thank goodness. 
What wonderful silence! Uh, no time to enjoy it. We need to find out who sent the SOS. And perhaps more importantly, who hacked into the TARDIS systems to activate it in the first place? That's one of those mobile telephones, isn't it? Yes, from about 15, 20 years after your time, I'd say. That doesn't really help to narrow it down. Well, this is where it's brought us, so we'll find out soon. Hmm. One thing to keep in mind, though. Whoever connected this phone to the TARDIS knew I'd never ignore an SOS, which could mean they anticipated needing my help or... They wanted to lure you in. Hmm. I do believe we're on an oil rig. Fascinating. There's no one waiting to meet us, though. Uh, hold on. I, I think I heard something. Gulls, Mel. I do know what a seagull sounds like. This was something... Ah, there is actually no such thing as a seagull. There are a number of species of gull, many of which indeed live offshore. Yes! However... Up there! On that metal thing! The drilling tower! Hello! Ahoy there! I can't believe it! Did you see my signal? Oh, I said it would work! What's the problem? Are you stranded out there? You could say that! Ow! It scratched me! Probably thought you had food. The gulls must think that poor man has an entire picnic with him then. Look at them! Goodness! A veritable squabble. Oh, that's the name for a collective of gulls. Something's really wrong. I think you're right. Come on! Hold on! Get off me! Get off me! Link your arms around the ladder. Do not let go. I'm coming. Help! Help! No! Oh, uh, don't look, Mel. Scary. Yeah, birds have been known to attack humans, especially if they encroach on a nesting site. But as you said, Mel, there's something very wrong here. Mm, that man, could he have survived? No. No, he wouldn't have stood a chance. Oh, did you know him? If he was the person who sent the SOS? I don't think he was. He asked if we saw his signal, not heard. I suspect that's why he was so high on the drilling tower. Heliographing, perhaps. No, we must look elsewhere for our mystery caller. If there's anyone else here. It's so quiet. And dark. We'll soon find out. Right. Lift or stairs? Stairs. Uh, seems the lift is out of order anyway. <laughs> A systematic approach is best. We'll search each floor as we get to it, and if no one's there, we go on to the next. Okay. Now, let's see where this takes us. Caution. Remember, 
We don't know what's through here. It's so dark. And it looks like there are fluorescent panels in the ceiling. Can you see a light switch? Um... Oh, got it. Ah. Nothing. No power. That'll be why it's so cold, too. <sighs> Come on. Locked. 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 No sign of life at all. Stop. I can hear something. That doesn't sound like anything human. It's getting nearer. It's gliding along. Doctor, it couldn't be a... Get ready to run. Run! Hey! Where are you off to? Ah. Um, I... I uh... I'm in a wheelchair. I'm not Vlad the Impaler. No, no, of course not. You're much... Um... If you say prettier, I'll kneecap you with my footrest. I was going to say much more agreeable. But now I'm not so sure. <laughs> I, I don't think we need to compare anyone to any historical villains right now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melanie Mel, and this is the Doctor. I'm sorry... We thought you were something else. Something else. I'm a thing, am I, Melanie Mel? I'm sorry, I didn't mean... Nah, I know you didn't. Don't mind me. Hebe Harrison, also Doctor. Don't use it, though, because who does that? Well, actually, um... It's nice to meet you. Uh, uh, do you work here, on the rig? Not exactly. Don't you know? Aren't you here to get us all home? All? So there are more people here? Well, yeah. There's seven of us left. Oh. Everyone else has already gone home? No. There are seven of us left alive. Not exactly five star, but at least there's a window so we can see each other properly. Whoa! Oh, please, do go ahead and tell me exactly what you think of my coat. Hold your horses, Joseph and his amazing multicolour ragbag. I didn't mean you. Me? Oh, no! Ugh. I'm just covered! Oh, I believe the technical term is guano. Oh, those seagulls. I mean, gulls. Ugh. Hold on. Oh, thanks. It'll swamp you, but at least it's clean and warm. And puts his nibs coat to shame. <laughs> it is quite, uh, colourful. <laughs> friend of mine knitted it. She was quite a colourful character. Well, anyway, thanks, Phoebe. Hebe, like the shrub. Hebe? Oh, not just a shrub. Goddess of youth, cupbearer to the gods. Don't get any ideas. I'm no one's tea lady. <laughs> not that there's any tea here, or coffee, and we had the last of the water ration yesterday. Well, that's awful. Water, water everywhere, nor any drop to drink. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Not that we've got any nuts either. Most of the food's gone too. So really, I should be kneeling at your feet thanking you. But kneeling being a bit of a problem, could we skip it and go straight to where we get in your helicopter and fly away from this nightmare? Ah. (laughs) 
And then there were six. I'm sorry. Didn't really know him. Dean, his name was. It was his idea. Go up the drilling tower and signal. We were going to take it in turns. Well, not me. I stayed safe inside. I've stayed safe inside this whole time. None of it's your fault. And there's no way to get to your copter. Uh, It's not impossible, but it could be risky. A particularly unpleasant gauntlet to run. Those birds. I've never seen anything like it. It was... It was terrifying. Hope there weren't any albatrosses. AM's got it bad enough already. Who's AM? The cook. Ancient mariner. AM, for short. He's been here donkey's years, from back when this was a working rig. He's been saying it's cursed even before anyone disappeared. Why? Because of this rig being called the Albatross. Albatross Alpha. My best mate at uni was all about poetry. She was really into the goth scene, so Keats and Shelley and Christina Rossetti... But Coleridge had enough death in him to make the list. You know, you quoted him earlier. I did. I looked upon the rotting sea and drew my eyes away. I looked upon the rotting deck, and there the dead men lay. What has been happening here, Hebe? Rootum Branch, Earth Mother, we thank you for our deliverance and praise your name. Yes! Bless you, Artie. Bless you. Oh, no. None of you are going anywhere until you've apologised. Hang on, what? You should all be ashamed of yourselves. What are you talking about? And who are you exactly? I'm Melanie Bush, and you're coming with me right now to apologise. How dare you leave that poor girl stuck up there all on her own... Just because the lift's not working. What? You mean the wheelchair woman? Look, I offered to carry her down the stairs and she nearly bit my head off. More deadly than a great white, that one. Wheelchair woman? Oh, you're an ignorant young... Leave it, Jonah. Carrying someone down the stairs would be a blatant safety infringement anyway. Well, the lassie's no neglected. I mean, I take her up food three times a day. Or at least uh, when there was food to be had, I did. Uh, I'd have done more had she let me. Hang on, hang on. We don't need to defend ourselves to a stranger. Did you see the signal? Is that why you're here? Uh, yes. Although, I'm sorry. Your friend Dean didn't make it. Oh, no. What happened? He fell from the drilling tower. He went up there without a harness? Oh, no. He's ruined your precious safety record that only had ten deaths on it up till now. Uh, What did I tell you? We'll have none of us make it off here alive. uh, It's the curse of the albatross. Uh, You must be A.M. That's me. And, uh, well, there you've got Miss Bennett. Sky. Uh, and uh, the one's Carl Price. Hi. Hi. It's in that long streak of nothing, calls himself Shark Boy. Jonah. Uh, Jonah Strong? <laughs> As in Jonah and the Whale Shark, yeah? The Reef Wizard? Um... uh, (laughs) Oh, no, she's never heard of you, boy. Sorry. I travel a lot, but... Hey, but someone's missing. Five other people, Hebe said. Bill. He's down in the power room. 
some idea about using stored oil samples to fuel the backup generator? Yes. Uh, despite that being expressly forbidden. Well, he's been at it all day. It's not going to happen. Oh, shut up, you old galah. Look, do you have any water with you? Not on me, no. Oh, oh, oh for a glass right. of cool, clear spring water. I'd settle for muddy water out of a rusty tap. Ha! <laughs> muddy water? Oh, that sounds dangerous. Or like you could get a disease. Then you could sue the safety officer. Oh, no. That's you. Will you just shush? Shush! Shush! What? Did you hear something? <laughs> A thousand, thousand slimy things. Please stop. Your bad energy is only making this worse. But what do you mean? Slimy things? Things that crawl and things that slither. Fire on the water and souls and torment. Away of here, and they'll never let us go. Never. I'm in a chair, not five years old. I don't need mummy telling the other children they have to play with me. Mel's just angry on your behalf. Yeah? Well, I can be angry on my own behalf, okay? You don't get to jump in and try to fix things. Because me deciding to stay up in my comfy quarters rather than be lugged up and down to the canteen three times a day, or worse, stay down there with the bickering and the scare stories, is a pretty sensible choice, actually. Here I'm closest to the helipad and no one's calling me a poisoner. A poisoner? But they think you're responsible for the deaths? Oh no, only for the death of the planet. What? Oh, but surely you of all people, as a marine biologist, must understand that we cannot allow Mother Earth to be poisoned further. If you allow this abomination to stay, you will be signing her death warrant. Ah, I see. You're here to recommend whether this oil rig stays or goes. Yep. Well, the undersea portions, at least. And you're in favour of stay? Hmm. I mean... It's not a cut-and-dried issue, but there's basically an artificial reef down there. My view is there's no active harm being done. Although I really need to have a better understanding of the diversity of the species to give my final decision. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the mysterious disappearance of four divers has put a spanner in the works. Thoughtless of them. Yeah, positively disrespectful. Yeah. Does the rig have rats? What? I heard something moving. <laughs> All I've done is hear things. You know how stairs always creak when you're home alone? <laughs> well, I'm about ready to believe in ghosts by now, not just curses. <laughs>